We are starting today. Yesterday's daf was daf number. Um, one second. Yesterday was daf chav dalid. Today is chav hey, and we're having a mind Rufua shalema for Amy Bastavora. Please, she should feel better, be well, and all, anyone else who needs it. And uh, we're doing the review of yesterday's daf. We're starting at the bottom of the page on the Mishnah. And um, we're all in a, a lot of halachos related to laning. So uh, when laning Torah, um, the minimum shear of an aliyah is three psukim, not, uh, not less than three psukim. Um, when reading a pasuk and you're having the, the verse translated verse by verse, which was the custom for many for a very long time till the prevalent language was no longer Aramaic, so then it stopped. So um, you should not do less than three psukim, uh, and you can only read one pasuk at a time for the metorgamon to translate. By navi, it's different. The translation is less crucial. And therefore, you can read three psukim and have them translate the three all together, and that saves and time used, a little they bit. They used to do they read one pasuk, stop, but then turn them. Then yeah, exactly. One, oh, one, one, one. Can you imagine that? <laughs> right. yep, yep. That's how it was, right? It's still there's still some shuls that do it, right? Right. If there was three parshas in the in the navi, one after another, three psukim. So then, then the, you have to have some mercy on the translator that he shouldn't have to be busy trying to figure it out, um, jumping from topic to topic, so you just did one pasuk at a time. Skipping around in the Navi is okay, but not in the Torah. But even skipping around is only when it's not going to be causing a pause where you could skip only so far that uh, while the translator is saying the translation, You'll, by the time he's done, you'll have found the next place. That's basically the idea. So, the idea of uh, where does these three psukim come from? We said it has to do with Tornavim and Ksuvim. That's where the that's what they're corresponding to. And um, by uh, so we said uh, example. We then the Gemara went and brought an example of where do you have three consecutive psukim, where the topic is switching between each of these psukim into three different sections. So we quoted a psukim from Yeshaya Nun Beis, uh, three psukim one after another, and Kiamar Hashem Chinim Nekartem, and then he jumps to a different topic, Kiamar Hashem Elokim Mitzrayim Yared Imi Berishoyna, and then Vatam Alipo. The three psukim in a row are on three completely different topics. So then you've got to stop and pause and wait for the translator to translate each of these. Now we said you're allowed to skip around the Navi and not in the Torah. And the question is, but we do skip in the Torah by the laning of Yom Kippur. We read on Yom Kippur um, three, uh, uh, you know, the section of Achrimos, and then we go to the section in Parshas Emor um, uh, talking about Achba Osar. Okay, so what's the going on over here? So the Gemara explains, you're right, but there we're skipping only to the Mount that where um, it's not going to be, it's not that long of a break, so it won't be mafzik the Betorgman. So the Gemara says, we, even by Navi, you cannot let it be mafzik the Betorgman. It sounds like by the Torah, you're not let it be mafzik at all. So the Gemara answers that what's going on over here is, is that, is that the difference is, is that in the Torah, 
Yes, you can also be medalig, you can skip, but that's only on the same topic. You can skip in the Torah, but you have to stay on topic. You can't switch from topic to topic. As opposed to Navi, you're allowed to switch from topic to topic. And any time, even whenever you're allowed to sw- skip, you're only allowed to skip if it's not going to be mafzik. The Torah command, we can't have that lull of silence that's very uncomfortable, and it's not a covet for the tzibor. And that's why. Okay. Brings us to the next Mishnah. Mishnah says, when um, when when saying when saying the Torah with the Navi, so that person who is given the Torah apparently they did not appreciate the uh, Aliyah of Haftorah. It was not. It was like he's downgraded. He's not good enough to read the Torah. Yes, they only could read the Navi. So they gave him. They bolstered it with other honors. The honor of leading the Kriyashma and the honor of saying the being the Shliach Tzibor for the Chazara for the repetition of the Shmon Esrei. And he also does the Nesiyas Kapayim. If he's a minor, then he can't do those things, so he has his father or his Rebbe do that. Um, uh, Katan is allowed to read the Torah, he's allowed to translate, but he's not allowed to lead Shema, and not allowed to be the Shliach Tzibor. And, um, um, and he's not allowed to do Nesiyas Kapayim. Somebody whose pants, he's not wearing uh, long pants, he's wearing shorts, so he could do Kriyashma and do Targum, but not read the Torah and not uh, be the Shleich Tzibor. And not do the Nesiyas Kapayim. A blind man can say the Birchus Kriyashma according to the Tanakhama, but according to Rebbe if he never saw light in his days, so then not. You know, I say that when uh, many years ago I was a rabbi in the summer place, mm-hmm. and in the afternoon people would come in in the shorts and the right. and the, I would never give them a keeper. Right, that's not a, the Leah, not to go over the Daven. Why? Because they weren't dressed properly. Oh. Yeah, of course. That's it. That's it. There's rules. The shuls have rules. So it's not an imaginary thing. Yeah, it's a real submission. You know, you just didn't do it. You were the Gaba. You did what you wanted. Right, that's come all. Come to the shuls. What's the big deal? Nothing. Just don't He's, not saying, he's not saying don't come. Nowadays, they're all... You know, it's not they what everybody wears because you see that, them, that it's not appropriate to go half naked or, or, or barefoot in this room. Even on this room, you see some places. I mean, but it's really not all appropriate. You all even complain that with Bamiso, you have to wear long pants. Terrible thing. <laughs> no, it's not it was so hot, hot, right? In the middle, my Bamiso is the middle of the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, beautiful. All right, so the Gemara is a Gemara for a first thing. Um, Rav Papa says that the reason for why we do the giving of the Navi, the one who has the Aftorah, to give him the other honors is out of covet, so he shouldn't feel, um, because since he, we're doing something that's not so coveted, we, we bolster it with something that is more honorable and sort of balances, balances, out, yeah. balances out. And Rabbi Hashimi says that this way it avoids fighting because everyone's going to want to lead davening. So like he gives something that if he takes this something that nobody wants to do, so then uh, that's, that's the, uh, it you know, keeps the fighting. I don't see that anymore. What? Nobody you fighting? Fighting to daven for the young No, no, no. That was because they got paid for fighting. That's, they got paid the, not for fighting. early meeting. You don't know Okay. Uh, it depends on which minion. Okay. Anyway, so the bottom line is is that if it's for so the nafkamina will be if they don't pay people to be the shlech If they're paid, then yeah, there'll be some fighting. Who gets the 
because they want to be paid. Um, if uh, we said when a, uh, that a katan, his father or the rebbe, would uh, be in front, would uh, lead the services. Now, if it has to do with fighting, the katan has nothing to do with fighting. So the Gemara says um, that it doesn't have to do with fighting. Um, if it's honor, also, what's the, what does honor have to do with the with the child? The answer is is that it's not the child's honor; it's the father and the rabbi's honor, the, the, the teacher of this uh, of this of the child. So the same thing, fighting is not the kid fighting. And that's the point, is that uh, the kids are uh, much quicker to make up and become friends. But it's the parents of those kids that won't forgive. It's like, oh, don't you ever dare, you know. So never, it's like, never make, never, right, never make up, exactly. That's a parent thing. Okay, anyway, only adults know how to stick to their fights forever. Okay. All right, brings us... It's principle, it's all the principle of matter, right. Anyway, we talked about the the pocheach who can who's, who can, there's a part certain things we let him do, but not shliach uh, or not meet from the door. Pocheach Rashi says somebody who doesn't have uh, whose uh, pants are short shorts somebody in shorts that's what Rashi short says. Yes, yeah, short pants. Tosu says a different pshat. Uh, somebody barefoot, whatever. Okay. Or torn clothes. He says torn clothes, whatever. That's Whatever, that's the style, right? The the ripped jean look, whatever. <laughs> what? It's a look. I think, I think you I pay mean, more for the tear, so what do you mean? That's right. No, be cheaper, cool. just buy the clothes and tear them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's style, it's a style, okay. Anyway, so, um, um, so they, uh, I'm going to be the guy who gets to wear them till they tear, and you know, then you know, you like you pay them for tearing the jeans. Once they tear, you <laughs> sell it, make money on it. The guy, the guy's job it is to wear it out, so then you can buy it for the higher price. But as we learn later on, it says it refers to two people: people with shorts and people with exposed skin. It's right. Two different. It's two different. Well, it's machlokas. What does pocheach mean? That's the point. It's a dispute in the farshim. Anyway. So the question is, what if it's a child? So a child is less of a concern. So can he? Re- we know that a child is allowed to read the Torah. What about the child reading the Torah in shorts? That's the question. So the Gemara says, why don't you ask if a child's unclothed, completely unclothed? Obviously, we, we you, that's not a, that you understand is not acceptable. Why? Because it's not kavod So the same logic, even if you, even if he's a katan, he has to be dressed appropriately. That's all to be, to, to read the Torah. Have some sensitivity. That's all we're talking about. Okay, we talked about the machlokas with regards to the blind man reading Shema. Um, so they told Rabbi Yehuda, what are you talking about that you have to see the lights? You know how many people talk about the Maisa Merkava and try to explain what's going on with the vision of Yechezkel and nobody understood what was going on. And nobody saw it. Nobody had the vision, but they're talking all about it. So... Oh, uh, so uh, same thing. You could talk all about the uh, the ma'oros of the sky, even if you never seen it. So the Gemara says that's a big difference. This is Rabbi response? He says when it comes to that, that's a that's a question of understanding. They and, and and deep in their heart, they can one can concentrate and meditate on the meaning of the words and come to a, a clarity and come to an understanding. And that's what he could, you know, talk about and uh, teach about, as opposed to. The question of Maoros is a question of simple benefit. Do I get pleasure from the Maoros, the, the, the heavenly bodies, the lights in the sky, the sun? 
on the moon. So that's the question, and that a blind man from birth never got benefit from it. So he how can he make the bracha? On that, the Gemara says, okay, what's the pshat in the Rabbana? So the Rabbana brought down a very interesting story from Rav Yossi said. Rav Yossi said that there's this pasuk talking in the Tochacha where it says that that you'll you'll be groping around in the broad daylight like a blind man gropes in the dark of the night. Now the question is, is that a blind man is blind. There's no difference between day and night. So what does it mean, like a blind man groping in the night? What's it's, uh, so, the, so until one day, this is Rav Yossi, he said, I saw a blind man, completely blind, who's walking in the night with a big torch. And I'm like, I asked him, what's pshan that? What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing with the torch? And he said, it's not for me. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference to me. But if other people see me, They'll be able to protect me and, and make sure that don't I don't do it. I don't step on the landmines or whatever it is. Okay, walk into the walk into this middle of the street. People will stop me, and that's this. That's why I get benefit from having the light. In the same way, a blind man can get benefit from light because the other people seeing helps him, and that's the and that was the insight over here, and that's the pshat. Okay, next thing we talked about. Is uh, Numish, so we talked about the Kohen who has blemishes on his hand, so he says to do Nesias Kapayim is problematic. And according to Rebuta, even if his hands are dyed, who has ink on his hands or something like that, he can't do Nesias Kapayim because people, it attracts attention yes. and people will be tempted to now look and see. Right, now, one Except second. I know one, one Kohen used to wear his come up there and he kept his head outside of the towel. Yeah. So that's the tradition in his family. Okay. He passed away. The Quran has tattoos on his arm. He can't do the That's right. That's also part of it. Right. Pigmentation. Whatever. We'll see. So we'll go through the Gemara. So the Gemara first talks about um, uh, which blemishes are problematic in the face, mm-hmm. in the hands, and in the feet. And Rabbi Shua ben Levi says if he has even a lot of freckles on his hands, so it's just different. So he also can't do Nasiyah's Kapayim. Um, and uh, we also saw that uh, um, you know, similar, you know, um, uh, somebody from Haifa and some somebody from Beit Shan, not, don't let them do Nesias Kapayim, and uh, we don't let them lead services. And the reason why is because they don't know how to pronounce an aleph from an ayin. They sound all the same to them. It's terrible. Never. Never. What can you do? Um, uh, right. Rashkin Nazim. Rashkin Nazim, right. Okay, what can you do? Anyway, apparently, the Ashkenazim lived in Haifa and Beit Shan. Okay, this is I guess. This is the course. I live in Beit Shan, and believe me, they do know how to pronounce it. Nowadays, nowadays, nowadays. In those days, they were they had a big, uh, big kvutza of Ashkenazim. Okay, now, Reb Chia said to Reb Shimba Rebbe, you know, if you were a Levi, you would never be allowed to go on the Dochen because you have such a deep, you know, gra- gravelly voice. So he told his father, and his father said, why don't you tell Reb Chia uh, that uh, when he reads the Pasuk of Hashem, isn't he cursing out God because he can't pronounce the Ches? So it sounds like a hey, so it's like hitting Ches Vashon. Anyway, point being is, ain't nobody perfect, okay? So don't, uh, don't go bad-mouthing anybody. That's uh, the counter to the idea. Okay. All right. 
Ravuna says somebody who's very teary-eyed can't do Nesias Kapayim again. It attracts attention. I, in the neighborhood of Ravuna, there was somebody like that. And uh, he did do Nesias Kapayim. And this is where the counter for that is, and this is the halacha, is that that's not an issue if it's Dash Biro. Dash Biro means if everybody's used to him, so he's not interesting anymore. Everyone knows that this guy looks this way. He has these appearances that are so different. Don't look. So don't you don't look anymore. It's not, again, the only issue is when it attracts attention, when it's unusual. But if it's somebody that everybody's used to, so that's the idea. Bent fingers, uh, uh, different shapes. That's only when you're not used to it. Anytime it's something that nobody has a, that they're, that they're, that they're it's not interesting anymore, it's not a problem. So that's what we talked about, uh, somebody who's blind in one eye. Um, like whatever, you know, okay, so so you could see that. So it's also he can't do nesias kapayim because people will want to look, and that's harmful to them. But that's not an issue if it's if everyone's used to him. Um, and that's the story. Rabbi the said if a person's fingers are dyed, so then um, you can't do nesias kapayim. And also the same thing, but in the people, if we're most of the people, that's what they do. They're dyers in the city, so everybody has black fingers or whatever color it is. So then um, that's mutter. Okay, same, same issue, same principle. Next, we talked about in the Mishnah, somebody who says, I'm not going to dab him for the Ahmed in a, in a colored shirt, so then we're not going to let him even go up in a white shirt. He says, I'm not going to go up in a sandal, you know, I'm not let him go up barefoot. I'm not going to, right, somebody who wears uh, tefillin that are rounded, that's dangerous, and besides for the fact that it's not even a mitzvah, if he wears it on his forehead or in his palm, that you know his children shall rush. Like uh, that's the that's the derech of minim. They're the literalists, and that's not wrong. And also people who decide to cover it in gold, or they wear it over their shirt. That's the derech of the uh, people who are just not following the rabbis. They're not on the level of a min. They're just uh, mis misguided people. So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I found a picture of a rounded tefillin from the Kiryu Geniza, and this is what it looks like. It's it's in, circle. It's syndrilical. And what it says is when you bu- if you bump into the wall, it'll go into your skull. It's because yeah. the, the top will come out the backing, and it'll go in, into your skull like that. Syndrilical to fill in. That's what it oh, refers to. Well. It, 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 that's kind of what it means. Okay. Like, All right. Sort anyway. of the shape of... Anyway, so the Gemara says... Um, the tefillin that that's very interesting. The tefillin um, um, that are rounded, you could uh, you could attach it to the dafyomi shir, and to, so people could look it up. Okay, um, you know, put send the link. That'd be nice. Okay. Anyway, um, so um, we said that uh, is this proof that the square tefillin that it should be square? So the Gemara says that we're not talking about just the square. We're talking about if it's rounded on the bottom. Because that's when it's dangerous. That's what. That's how. That's what the Gemara is saying. But anyway, the top can be round too. That's what you're talking. Yes, about. right. But that's a, that's how lachla moshmi sinai. There's a separate concern that Armish is talking about. If it's like an egg, egg shape, meaning it's it's pointy on the tip, that it's the part that's sitting on its head, that can bump your head. It'll make a hole in your head. That's where it's dangerous. Anyway, we'll stop over here. And